It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Ready to feel old? Shrek came out 20 years ago. This week we're talking about how this movie became a classic and its cultural impact. There are four feature-length movies, one spin-off movie, eight short films, three TV specials, a spin-off TV show, over 30 games, and theme park attractions from around the world. I can't believe it. I'm Candace, by the way, and with me are my co-hosts, Vanessa. Hey. And Arzu. Hi. So 20 years, that's that's a while ago, but I vividly remember seeing this as a kid and instantly loving it. Well, were we we kids? I guess we were technically, but at this point, it's like, what, we were 14 then? Anything under 18, it's a child. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. I'm just checking. (laughs) And also, stop reminding me of our ages. Yeah, yeah. I can't right. think being younger when I'm talking to people that I went to school well, you with. Said, you said ready to feel old, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just ready to feel yeah, old yeah. here. I mean, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I make you feel Our- older. I was only 11 when this came out, so I was definitely still a kid. <laughs> and the thing is, I think we were both, Vanessa and I and Arzy, were, we were at the right age for this because, like, it took some, like, shots at Disney, and I think, like, at that age, we were kind of able to understand that. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, the, yeah. the fairy tale characters and, and all all of that, That it was it was epic in the way that it was done because I, I think that it, it had a lot to appeal to, you know, like you said, those of us who knew, knew Disney and, and that age group. But, uh, you know, I know plenty of adults my you know my dad included who really enjoyed this movie yeah my father who doesn't really like that much animated stuff yeah loves the series i vividly remember going to see shrek 2 with him and him laughing his butt off at like the white bronco chase <laughs> and just like <laughs> and i just oh, remember oh my god i just got it <laughs> like, That's funny. wait i just got that <laughs> In my defense, I am not American, okay? Like, oh, come on. (laughs) We were young children when that happened. And I was like really small when that happened. Like, I didn't know about any of that until high school, so. That's fair. But, but, you know, this just goes to show you get new things out of it every single time you watch it. (laughs) Or when you talk about it. Or talk about it. In ours' case. Yeah, I vividly remember that because afterwards he's like, Did you get that joke? And I was like, Yeah, dad, it was playing all summer. I wanted to watch more cartoons. (laughs) but that trial was everywhere but yeah i can't believe like how much stuff there's pretty much like a shrek extended universe like a cinematic universe really because there's the puss in boots movie and tv series i didn't realize he had his own tv series on netflix yeah and i feel like some things are obviously better than others (laughs) <laughs> that's very diplomatically put Vanessa uh, yeah. <laughs> just focusing on the I, I mean but the thing is is that that's a testament to how great the first movie was because if you have this you know giant universe spinoff from this one original movie then I mean you get you have to have done something very very right yeah the first movie Nearly made half a billion dollars worldwide. In total, all five movies, including Puss in Boots, made $3.5 billion. Wow. So this, and that's the thing is like, I was looking at this and it is like globally loved. Singapore has its own far, far away land <laughs> in Universal Studios. And it consists of many locations from the Shrek franchise. It includes a 40 meter tall, far, far away castle. Wow. That's some dedication there. 
I mean, yeah, you're going to spend that much money on like a theme park land. You got to believe in it. You got to believe it's going to last. So people everywhere love this. Absolutely. I so, mean, I mean, and I don't know when that was, when was that made? I think just a couple years ago, really. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Why do you guys think it was so, it is still so popular. It became popular. It just had so many, it had so many quotable moments, I guess. You know, I mean, all the movies that we still, we still quote to this day, I feel always had a very gigantic following. And this, this is definitely one of them. It was just, it was a funny thing that like we've, like we just said, appealed to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. At the end of the day, it was just it was just hilarious and it was and it was fun and it still was kind of like a fairy tale-ish thing, but it, it also, you know, kind of addressed the issues of inner beauty. Yeah. I think the thing about it is it does have a lot of that humor that's really accessible to to kids who are just starting to come into their own sense of humor wise. Like the jokes as an adult, you're like, okay, and then you still laugh. But for kids, you know, they feel really smart for getting the joke. And then at, at its heart, that whole thing with inner beauty is it is still incredibly sincere. Yeah, it's just right. couched in this kind of gross out humor that's very accessible to like 11, 12 year old kids so that they can they can watch this movie and be like, yeah, I liked it because it was funny. And then they don't have to admit that they that they cried at the end because they thought it was sweet or whatever. Oh. Yeah, you're completely right. You hit the nail on the head that it is it has burp and fart jokes and things like that. But at the same time, like that ending when like Fiona like is actually an ogre in the end and like they're like they love each other and I'm just like my heart is full. Yeah, they 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 just loved each other for who they were and it didn't really matter. That was that was the beauty of it. And as waffles, we quote Donkey all the time. I'm making waffles. <laughs> Donkey is an honorary waffle. Yeah. So, did you guys know prior to this release the movie was viewed by Dreamworks lawyers since they were worried that Disney was going to sue. Oh god. Well, well yeah. I- <laughs> Cuz they've got Jeffrey Katzenberg in there who just left the Disney company, so they were probably super worried that Disney was going to be looking at this too closely. Well, yeah, and I mean just look at the content and everything. I mean, I I They were right to worry. Yes, they were right to worry. <laughs> Yeah, like the Duloc song when Donkey and Shrek go. Yeah, I that 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 was speaking of dads cracking up. I think that was one of my dad's favorite ones. <laughs> and yeah, there's some rumors that Lord Bakquat is based on Michael Eisner, but like oh. nothing's been proven. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. So something I didn't know, because again, child at the time, or somewhat of a child, according to Vanessa, is that this movie won the 2002 Academy Award for Best Animated Picture, and that's the first time they had that category. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It beat Monsters, Inc. and Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Okay, well, fair enough. All right. Yeah. It was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Adapted Screenplay from- Yeah. It's a children's book, I think. Oh, is it? It was also the first American animated film screened at Cannes Film Festival since Peter Pan in 1953. So it's got some legit stuff. That's like serious stuff. Yeah, it's like legit, like, you know, award winning. This is an Oscar award winning film. And Jeffrey Katzenberg said this film not only saved the company DreamWorks, but it also gave it the animation studio a chance to make like Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda, and like Vanessa and I's favorite, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. We got to cover that eventually, that series, because it has my heart. So there, and much. I and that's something that I've watched. I mean, they have the the show and everything. I mean, it's its own universe as well. 
Yeah, the whole so without, other thing. And so without Shrek, it never would have existed? Yeah. Because no. financially, right, the, this is the second movie. Do you guys remember Ants? Yes. 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 Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> was that? Oh, my God. Who was in that movie? Wasn't that was that the Jerry Seinfeld one or no, it was um no. Woody Allen and oh god Sylvester Stallone, Stallone and um Jennifer Lopez and Sylvester Stallone uh, we're feeling really okay. grown up that I knew okay. who all these people were yeah and then like a Bug Life came out at the same time it was a whole mess but yeah so that was their first like animated film and oh bees was Jerry Seinfeld sorry <laughs> yeah bee bee wrong bee story or bee, or bee or movie yeah <laughs> too many insects to keep track of. Oh, another thing that I was thinking about well, when watching it was like the music. It has a great soundtrack. I don't know about the two of you, but for me, this was like the first time I heard a lot of those songs, like the Pina Colada song and Hallelujah and all of these like songs you know as an adult. That was the first time I'd ever heard any of them. That, that's true. Shrek. That's actually, that's a really good observation. I, I I wouldn't have thought about that. But now that I'm thinking about it, I think that was the first time that I heard those songs as well. No, I heard Pina Colada from my parents. That I don't know. I remember like growing up and being like, wait, that song's about somebody trying to cheat. Yeah, but then I guess it's okay because they got you with each other. <laughs> Just can't wait for like a month down the line when that comes up in an argument. Yeah. You were going to cheat. So were you. We're made for each other. Well, but then they cheated on each other with themselves. So I don't know what that is. It's not you were going to cheat. You did cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Emotionally, they cheated. Okay, again, <laughs> <laughs> off topic. So you guys know All Stars by Smash Mouth. Yes. Yeah. How many times did we play that, Vanessa? Um, I mean, I just know that it's like now probably just tied to my soul. So a lot. I know. I hadn't heard the song in years, but when it started playing, I was like, I know these lyrics by heart. I don't think it's ever going to leave me. I'm wondering, like, what knowledge I could have learned instead. Don't go there because then our whole <laughs> podcast wouldn't exist. That's true. <laughs> Let all the nerdy things stay in my brain. <laughs> that was originally only a placeholder in test screenings, but the audience loved it, so they kept it in. How can you not love it? And now it's iconic. After they realized it was so great and kept it in, they got Smash Mouth to play I'm a Believer. And they mm-hmm. used that because that song says, I thought life was a fairy tale. Love was only true in fairy tales. I got some facts for you. Yes. Yay. Shrek was in production for a while, like pre-production. The original Shrek was written for Nicolas Cage in mind. <laughs> okay. No. What? No. No. I don't like it. <laughs> I hate it. No. I love Nicolas Cage, but no. He was approached and he said no because he didn't want kids to identify him as an ogre. <laughs> he later voiced in the Crudes, Cruds? The, Crudes. Thank you. DreamWorks. <laughs> the DreamWorks movies. So he wasn't, at that time, Shrek wasn't paired with Fiona. He was Shrek was paired with Sleeping Beauty. Oh. Oh, that's weird. Well, I guess yeah. I can see that. Fiona's basically Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. That's true. Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek, and he recorded almost all the dialogue. However, he sadly passed away at age 33. So he they went 33? to- 33? He was only 33, yeah. With the drugs Candace, what are these facts you're presenting? I'm sorry, it's sad, but I gotta tell you guys this stuff. So Shrek went to, obviously, Mike Myers, who also worked- on SNL with Chris Farley. So Myers recorded all of Shrek's voice. However, he tried out the Scottish accent and they all liked that so much more that they had to redo the entire thing and that cost $4 million. Oh my God. So, okay. So he didn't come in doing the accent. He just- No, he was doing like his American Canadian. Canadian. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Yeah, Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> Accent. Wow. I mean, I, I'm glad because I don't know how it, you know, I mean, I'm sure. Well, no, I'm not sure it would have been <laughs> the same. You know, I mean, like, it's just so iconic now that I, I can't picture it without it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering who it is who make. It must have been like Jeffrey Katzenberg. Like, who sits there and makes a four million dollar decision to re-record the entire thing because you like somebody's accent? And it's you know so I mean? insane. They were right to do that because, again, it's made over three point five billion just in right. the movie tickets, not the merchandise, not the like theme parks paying for the IP and all this kind of stuff. It's crazy that they took that four million dollar chance and it's completely paid off. You can go either way when you do that. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it worked out for them. So. Who is your favorite character in this series? Curious. Vanessa? Donkey? Yes, has okay. to be, yeah. Then or now? Then or now? Oh, yeah. It has changed for me, too, Arzu. Oh, what do you mean? Then or now from the... Are you talking about, like, like the whole... Like when I was a kid or who's my favorite now? Oh, oh. No, I don't think it... I don't think it changed. I think it's always been Donkey, just because I always love the quippy sidekicks. Always. I know, but Donkey got kind of annoying now that I watched it as an well, adult. Well, he, like, he is annoying, but but again, <laughs> I just love the quippy sidekicks. Just, I, I don't know. It, it, that, he has that's a good heart. Thing. Yeah. He, he has, has a good heart. heart he has and a good I, heart. Yeah. And I just laugh all the time when he's in the scene, so. At the time for me, it was Fiona. Very predictable, I know. But now, like... When I rewatched it, I realized I really, really like all the little side characters, like the gingerbread cookie and Pinocchio. (laughs) Gingy. Gingy. Just him and his whole, do you know the muffin man thing? Me as a 30-year-old woman crying with laughter, so... (laughs) Oh, also, also like the, the um, his his guard picked him a three, my lord. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah, he only picks three because the guard told him to. <laughs> and he's holding oh up two fingers. Oh, it holds up again. But there's still like some things that like are very dated, like the Matrix slow motion thing that Fiona does when she's oh, fighting. Yeah. yeah. That was everything at that time, you know? Yeah. That and that was, was one of those things jokes. that kids, you know, they might be too young to see the Matrix, but they know what that is. Yeah. They've seen the trailer. Yeah. Oh, and then the second one, they have a Lord of the Rings reference when like Shrek and Fiona are getting their wedding rings. Mm, and it has right. that Frodo, the, the ring flying onto her finger, which I feel like Lord of the Rings is timeless. So yeah. To people who grew up where we are, the Matrix is kind of timeless too, but yeah. I understand what you mean. So people wouldn't understand that necessarily if they watched it fresh nowadays, but yeah. But then the imagery of, of the Lord of the Rings from the second one is so closely tied to the movies that had just, just come out. True. That, yeah. you know, it's 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 a timeless story. Yeah, and the Matrix might, I, I don't know, it's been a long time since seen the Matrix, but like it might have aged, maybe not as well as the Lord of the Rings did. I'm not sure. But either way, that's something that kids would would have been familiar with at the time. But I'm curious to see if they would be now. Yeah. They're doing a fourth Matrix movie, so maybe the kids will get back into it. They don't need to. I know. Like, Neo and and Trinity were dead last I checked. Oh, were they? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I I guess they're getting rebooted? Uh, Uh, I've seen the first one and the Animatrix, and that's it. Yeah. No, I actually kind of hate the Matrix because the characters are so bland, and I like character-driven things. I like the first Matrix, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think I would ever want to leave the matrix this doesn't seem worth it <laughs> like you can live okay. your whole life sorry it's anyway speaking of sequels <laughs> in 2016 it was announced there was going to be a fifth shrek movie there hasn't been any news about it except it's still happening is it though is it <laughs> i mean all that money theme park stuff everywhere they can promo this easily they could i just i don't know if it's one thing at a theme park it's like a five minute commitment from your kids while they're winding down from the churro you gave them but 
I I don't know that Shrek would still hold their attention the way it would have if we were if he came out like when we were still young. I don't know. There's like those troll movies from DreamWorks that sold like so much just even by home video. It's kid stuff. No, I don't think there's no market for like kid sequels. I'm just wondering if there's still a market for Shrek. I think so because Puss in Boots, the animated series, was 2015 to 2018. Oh, so fairly so, recent then. Yeah, so I feel like kids are yeah, still maybe. watching Shrek. I feel like it's one of those things. So I don't know how many of the sequels and stuff that you guys have, have watched. This is one of those things that even though there's a, like a whole like world of stuff out there, I feel like the original is so good that like that I, I get scared to watch any of the other ones. The second one is actually my favorite. Really? The second yeah, one is good. I, the second one is solid. I third one's okay, and so it's the fourth one. I but I've only seen this once. But the second one I've seen a bunch also. And that's about Fiona and Shrek after their honeymoon. They go to meet the in-laws. Mm-hmm. And there's all these issues because like Fiona's supposed to be a princess and Shrek is obviously an ogre. And then uh, we go yeah, pull some yeah. boots. And Puss in Boots does this cute little kitty face, and he's just like, purr. <laughs> but he's okay, also I, like an assassin. He's yeah. So okay, he's so like I do, cute. I do remember, I do remember this one now that you're talking about it. But Puss in Boots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Puss in Boots. So I have seen the second one, and I might have seen others as well. But I, I just mean there's a hesitation there, just because no, it's I so totally scary watching. Yeah. Have you guys seen the musical? No. No. This was on Broadway, got nominated for Tonys, all this kind of stuff. There is a version, a recorded version of the Broadway show on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but that's how I saw it. And oh my God, the music makes me cry. (laughs) It got a lot of accolades, so. Yeah, Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster. Sutton. Sutton. Uh, Oh, well, I do love her. Yeah, I love her. I also love who played Shrek. Brian Darcy James. Yes, he is amazing too. And it was really great because like it expanded Fiona being like cooped up in a castle by herself. She was quarantined and how she went cray cray, just like all of us are. <laughs> it has extra, extra meaning for us now. We yeah, all turned into Princess the Fiona. They expanded Lord Frogcock's backstory and apparently his mother was a princess, but his father was grumpy from the Seven Dwarves. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Daddy was grumpy. Okay. But Who I Be, that like is sung by Shrek, Fiona, Donkey. Oh, my God. I can listen to that all the time and just tears. Well, I want to watch it now. Yeah, me too. It's still on Netflix in Canada. I just, I'm like surprised the music's like so good. But again, they have like amazing cast. And yeah, it toured around the US. It toured in the UK. It ran for about like 10 years. That long? Yeah, around the world for 10 years, not just on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, like somewhere. Oh, it won Best Costume Design because they had to do like those quick costume changes too to make them like into an ogre. Right. Her Fiona into ogre. But yeah, Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, everything. It is still on Netflix in the US. Ooh, you guys got to watch it. Yep. Okay, just a few other things. Let me see here. It's ranked eight in the American Film Institute's list of the 10 greatest films in animation. The only non-Disney Pixar movie on the list. I think it still holds up. It does. What are your favorite, I guess, like, what's your favorite scene from the first movie? Candace, mm. you go first. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I do love when, like, all those fairy tale characters are moving into a swamp. And, like, the dwarves try to put, like, Snow White's corpse on his kitchen table. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is so dark, but hilarious. 
There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of like dark and but hilarious things. Like I didn't think about that till now. I was like, oh my God. Ewall? Arzu, what's yours? Mine is, okay, so in terms of funny, I already mentioned the Do You Know the Muffin Man, which I love. Right. (laughs) On a sentimental note, when Fiona thinks she's turning back into a person and then doesn't, yeah. And then she's like, but I'm supposed to be beautiful. And Trek's like, but you are beautiful. I like lost it. It's so Aww. beautiful. It's so sweet. And it's so sincere. And I think this is what I, as an adult, want to see and stuff. Just very sincere, loving, you know, f- endings to fairy tales. It's just, it's great. So th- now that would be my favorite scene. Vanessa? For me, it's interesting because it's it's both my least favorite and favorite scene, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So when when they're out and they're journeying through the woods and everything to get to the castle, and they she's and Fiona's singing, and then the bird starts singing and then explodes. <laughs> That's I really was, good at like averting your expectations, especially well, as a child. Was, right. I I was shocked to my core at that at, at that age, and I, my my mouth fell open, and my dad. And the reason it's my my least favorite and my favorite was because my dad just started cracking up at me. He <laughs> thought it was the most hilarious. That? It was he thought it was the most hilarious scene, and the fact that I was just so shocked by it made it like made it a hundred times funnier. <laughs> and so I will always just remember his face when when that scene came up. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, okay. One last thing I wanted to talk about. So there's a theory that Donkey, since he's like one of the only talking donkeys there, is that he was a little boy who went to Pleasure Island with Pinocchio and got oh, cursed. No. Do not no, bring don't that do nightmare that. fuel into this movie. <laughs> Candace, why? There are witches in this movie. Somebody cursed him and now he can talk. And that's the end of that story. Oh my God. No. Vanessa, I will, not, I will not go down that rabbit hole. I will not entertain this theory any longer. <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks of Vanessa and I on the ride at Disneyland and just being like, oh my God, it's all the horrific scenes. Yeah, just, just no. I hate Please. it so much. Just Stuff the scary nightmares. parts they put in the ride. And I'm like, are you trying to terrify children? Good job. You terrified me as an adult. Okay, on that note. <laughs> on that terrifying <laughs> note. So... Let us know how you feel about Shrek. You can find us at the geekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, geeky waffle everywhere else, including TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's the other Instagram. One. Yeah, we got an Insta. So yeah, Arzu, Vanessa, thank you both for joining me on this little Shrek adventure. Stay geeky, everyone.